Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of The Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash the mom hour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the mom hour. Everyone and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here to welcome you into the month of March and to bring you an interview in our Voices series. So about once a month or so, Megan and I break from our usual conversational format and share a conversation with somebody who has a perspective that we're interested in exploring more and maybe that we can't speak to personally. Today, I am joined by Larissa Maloney, who is founder of a company called Active Kids 2.0. Larissa is a former pro volleyball player turned personal trainer and coach, and she's also a mom to three kids. We are talking today about what it means to embrace an active lifestyle as a family and not just like working out or having the kids enrolled in traditional like team sports but active at more of like a fundamental kind of like family values-based level. This is honestly a pretty challenging area of parenting for me because my own tendencies, my natural leisure pursuits are not super physically active. I have referred to myself as an indoor cat before. I like to snuggle up and read. I like to watch TV. Um, I like to take naps and sleep. And at the same time, of course, I'm so on board with the physical and mental and all of the other benefits of an active lifestyle. So this was a really great conversation for me. And I think it's a great time of year for all of us to think about this a little bit as the weather starts to shift to spring and we maybe kind of renew our commitment to getting kids up off the couch and outside, of course, without the guilt, without beating ourselves up for whatever this winter or these last two pandemic years have looked like. But just a kind of reminder of all of the mind and body benefits to an active lifestyle and how that active lifestyle is much more than just a gym membership or putting your kid in soccer or dance or martial arts. It's, it's much more foundational than that. So let's jump right into my conversation with Larissa Maloney. Hi, Larissa. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sarah. Super excited to have you here today. So tell our listeners a little bit about you and your family. How old are your kids? I know you have a baby who's napping right now. Where do you all live and what do you do for a living? Absolutely. So I'm Loris Maloney. Um, I live, well, we live in Daytona Beach, Florida, which is on the East Coast of Florida. Um, and yeah, I have three kids. Um, my oldest one is seven. My middle, uh, I can't believe I, I say I have a middle child now. It's very <laughs> odd, but she is six and our newest is eight months and um, yeah, he is the cutest, chunkiest thing ever. <laughs> and um, yeah, I have a company, um, an online on-demand service called Active Kids 2.0 and um, it's an online business. That's what I do. 
Awesome. That must be a fun age split to have the two olders with the baby. Are they having so much fun as big sisters? Uh, okay. So they are absolutely loving it. Um, well, because number three was like, surprise, we're having number three. We <laughs> thought we were done after two and it's been the biggest blessing ever because he's Aww. so chill and he just goes with the flow and they are the the best big sister and big brother because they just look after him and just love on him all day. It's so great. I love it so much. I said big sisters for some reason. I thought they were both sisters, but I love that so much. Um, I was eight when my youngest sister was born. And so I have good memories of being that age with a baby. And that is so much fun. Well, we will talk a little bit about uh, your business and Active Kids 2.0 as we move through this conversation. But I really want to dig into you as an athlete turned trainer and coach. So talk a little bit about maybe growing up as an athlete and then your professional uh, volleyball career. I would love to hear about that. Yeah, sure. So I grew up as an athlete Um, in our house. um, I grew up in a very competitive household (laughs) and I laughed because I don't know. It's just funny. We competed with everything. Like who could (laughs) fold the clothes the fastest who could empty the dishwasher the fastest like silly things and but it made it fun and um I I guess it made us you know into um better adults you know Mm -hmm. um but my parents they uh were athletes as well and my brother was a d1 athlete uh basketball he played and for me growing up I played um, three sports in high school, which was, um, a volleyball, basketball, and track. Um, actually basketball was my go-to. I started playing basketball when I was like six and, um, I literally thought I was going to be the only girl in the NBA. Uh, (laughs) that's how serious it was. And, um, I literally picked up volleyball at age 13. My mom, um, sent me to a university of Florida camp and she said, you're doing basketball pretty much too much and you're being, you know, you're feeling the burnout of it. And I want you to try another sport. And I literally had no idea what volleyball was. I've never seen it, never like really even heard of it. And she said, you know, just do it. And I said, well, I don't really want to. (laughs) And she put me in it and, um, I ended up loving it and I didn't love it because I was good at it. I loved it because it was something new Um, it challenged me and I saw, uh, girls that look like me and that were very, very good. (laughs) So that that brought me to, um, volleyball. Um, I started late. Like I said, I started a summer before I was a freshman in high school, which is late for, uh, most athletes, but I, I picked it up. I worked hard at it. Um, I ended up getting a scholarship to a school down in South Florida called Lynn university. Um, it's a D2 school uh, best conference, uh, in the country for D2 and, uh, literally rocked it, uh, my four years there. And, um, after college, I wanted to continue. Um, I wanted to stay in athletics. And Mm -hmm. so I jumped on the beach and this was another thing that I wasn't good at. (laughs) Uh, indoor and beach are two, even though you're playing volleyball still, it's two completely different, uh, types of beasts. And, uh, again, I wasn't good at it and it was another challenge. Um, I, I have a film and TV background as well from college. And, uh, during the summers, uh, I trained and I played on the professional tour, uh, eventually, 
uh, played mm-hmm. on the professional tour for beach volleyball. And then the other part of the year, um, I got to produce and act and do all of my film stuff. So it was um, at that time, a really, really fun, um, adventurous life, really following my passion um, within my career of athletics and uh, in the film world. I love this so much. Um, it sounds like sports for you a couple different times, like opened up uh, not just an opportunity to do something really cool, but almost for you to discover what you liked and what you were good at. You talked about trying things or or coming to a sport late at 13 and then switching from indoor to beach. Do you think that's a little bit part of your personality that like, I'm going to try this new scary thing that I've never done before? Do you think that was a happy accident? Like when you look back now as an adult, how do you frame those moments where you were really pushed out of your comfort zone, but it ended up being exactly what you needed? Absolutely. So um, definitely not a happy accident. Um, I was, uh, and this probably scares my mom the most <laughs> because this is how I, I would say I was born, mm. um, a risk taker. Okay. And when I do things, I literally jump two feet. I don't test the water. I don't put my little pinky toe in to see if it's cold. I just jump in. And I literally do that in pools now (laughs) with my Uh kids. Like they're like, it's freezing cold. Okay. We're doing a cannonball and we're getting in. Like, this is what we do. And, um, so yeah, that's what I have done in, um, my career athletically and, um, business as well. And taking risks, for me, even though, you know, I would love to say that it doesn't scare me each time I do. Um, but it does every time. And that, then that's like, um, it makes me feel alive. And I I love that feeling of, uh, this doesn't make me feel comfortable, but guess what? I'm going to do it anyway, because I don't know what's going to happen on the other side, but it's, it's either, you know, failed miserably. And I've learned from that failure or it's, it's, it's become something absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Well, I love that as, um, as a not risk taker, the opposite of a risk taker, (laughs) it's really good for people like me to hear the perspective like that. And I love that. So then talk about going from professional beach volleyball and this career in athletics yourself to, um, coaching others. And, um, I'd love to know, like, were you a personal trainer, like the type who worked in a gym or with other adults and how you got to this place of really wanting to help kids become active? Yeah. So I guess, man, uh, probably about 20 years ago and I'm racking my brain of when I was a personal trainer. And then when I started coaching it, it's, yeah. so college, as soon as I finished college, I got into uh, club coaching. So, which is when high school kids um, are done with their high school season, um, they want to get better and play at a higher level. Mm -hmm. And um, I started coaching, um, yeah, kids as soon as I got out of college. So that was like 19 years old, 20 years old. So I've been Mm -hmm. coaching for a long time. Um, And around that time, um, I dove into personal training too, just because I wanted to get my uh, volleyball athletes um, in better shape. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Um, I worked out of a gym and I got to bring the athletes into the gym and, um, train them in that way too. So that kind of all built, uh, built up my, uh, coaching background as, as well as personal fitness background. And did you always know that you, cause it's very different to be 
a committed, driven athlete and to be able to translate that to teaching and coaching. I think we've all seen that in in different careers. Like it's not always the the best performers who become the best teachers or mentors or communicators. So did you know that was in you or was that a little surprising to find that you also loved helping others? I didn't know that was in me, um, to be honest. I got approached my senior year of college to, um, to coach, you know, for some extra money. And I was like, no, (laughs) I said, no, I said, I don't really have any interest in it. Um, and then, you know, the year, you know, after graduating, you had to think of ways, you know, to make money and Uh you're, you know, your, your parents don't, you know, aren't supporting you anymore. So this is a way to make money. So I was like, and they approached me again. Um, and you know, can you coach, we have some girls here that would, you know, love to be trained by a, you know, former mm-hmm. collegiate athlete. And I said, uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess. And, and so I did, and I absolutely fell in love with it. I fell in yeah. love with it because just a group of young girls, you know, uh, when they look at you as a former collegiate athlete or current collegiate athlete, they just eat it, eat, eat it up, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I love that because I, I, that was me at 13 yeah. looking at those UF girls and thinking, man, these girls are good, yeah. you know? And they're, they're just, I, I don't know. They are following yeah. their passion and, uh, it kind of came full circle for full circle for me. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I haven't stopped since. I love that. My third grader. So my youngest is nine. And at their elementary school, um, the local UC Santa Barbara, I live in Santa Barbara, California. So the UCSB girls basketball team came and did PE um, on the playground a few times. Like they, Well, they came and kind of subbed in for the PE classes. And it was just like a couple of times. And my daughter, my nine-year-old, could not stop talking about it. She's not particularly interested in basketball or in athletics, but something about seeing those, there's something about that age, that 1920, it's like, they're not quite grownups yet, but like yeah. they're really big kids. And the yeah. ki- I mean, the kids just loved it. And we went to see a game the other night and it was just really special to connect that, like that college experience with college athletics. Um, so yeah, I can see how that would be then to be on the other side of that and have kids look at you that way would be really, really special. It's awesome. It really is. I love it. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the mom hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, our place. In fact, you, me and our team member, Katie, we're all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. 
Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite Factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. All right. So Larissa, I loved hearing about your background as an athlete, as a kid on pretty traditional sports teams, basketball and volleyball. Um, But I also have noticed just as a mom of kids of sports playing ages that right now in our, especially in our American culture, the, the push to specialize kids and to get kids really involved in organized athletics starts really young and it is sort of the loudest voice in the room. And what I mean by that is, um, of course there are other options. My kids have done theater and martial arts and there's other ways, dance, there's other ways to be active, but in the communities I've lived in organized sports, little league and club soccer is kind of the dominant thread. Um, and I personally, have never felt quite at home in that arena because it seems to specialize kids really, really young. It can take away a lot from family time. And this is not to, this is not to bash organized sports. I, I have just always wished that families had a little bit more variety of options to get their kids active, to get them running around, to get them to know their bodies. And so I, I'm throwing all this at you almost to ask, like, do you agree? First of all, And do you think we're maybe missing out on opportunities to have kids be active in ways that aren't so um, prescribed and clearly defined so early in their lives? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, I think there's there is that, you know, that loud that loud voice in in the way that you described it for uh, the urge to get kids to play organized sports at such a young age. and I don't necessarily agree with that. I just really agree with making sure your kids are doing something, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, whether that is in organized sports, um, but making sure they're doing something and keeping their brain active as well as their body active. Um, and just like you said, the arts and things like that, um, sometimes 
you don't feel like that's, you know, you know, or stimulating in, in a way of like physical activity, but it absolutely can be. And it definitely will extend to other things. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely don't believe in that pinpointing of, okay, you've did a, done a season of baseball. Okay. This is it for you. Like baseball, it, baseball is life now. Right. Um, we have, we have to get our kids into it doesn't have to be everything, but a lot right. of things. So they could have the choice, you know, you know, put it upon themselves of choosing what they like, but, you know, give them that variety so they can have those choices and um, fi- find their passions on their own and um, have fun doing it. Yeah. And, and also kind of not lose that enjoyment of just being active for active's sake, you know, that, that sort of like childlike thrill of rolling down a hill or like spinning really fast or running. Um, well, I know you've studied and you know a lot about the actual benefits to being active. And I think sometimes as parents and educated parents, we gloss over this because we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know exercise is important. We know it's important for us and we know it's important for our kids, but let's take a minute to really dive into like, what are the actual brain and body, physical, mental benefits, especially for kids of being active and feel free to like start at the, like the most basic. Don't assume we know anything here. Sure. So basic, when you go back to the basics, so kids of probably about an age where about four or five going up um, should at least get 60 minutes of activity a day. And that scares a lot of parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as parents, you should be getting that too, right? Mm-hmm. And those words kind of scare, you know, parents of working out, of exercise, of those kind of, you know, bad words in, in this <laughs> right. kind of field, right? Um, but when we think about it, what it really comes down to, that 60 minutes, can be literally 60, um, five minutes of them walking up the stairs to go to class. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, 10 minutes of them, uh, walking around the block and it doesn't have to be that. Um, okay. We have to do 60 minutes of hardcore cardio right now, get fit kind of thing. Um, but it's all combined, uh, throughout the day. And you know, the benefits of that are insane. Um, it's night and day. One, it's the performance in school. Um, And that's a big thing that I've heard from my parents um, is when they've gotten their kids on a regular routine or fitness routine, all of a sudden they start um, their cognitive skills, you know, start getting better. Their memory starts getting better. Um, Their focus in school starts getting better. And it's all because they've moved their body throughout the day, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to get those benefits. So. Yeah, that brain piece is so amazing. And I think we've seen that, um, you know, I don't know, I've seen that with my kids. Why else is it important for kids to be active? And what else, what else are we talking about when we talk about active kids? Because we know it's not just like sports and athletics. Absolutely. So there's so many benefits of, you know, keeping kids active. Um, For one, energy level, Mm. you know, and, you know, a lot of parents, you know, think I, you know, or kids think I'm tired, you know, why should I work out now when I'm yeah. tired? But actually, you know, when we're, act- when we're active, when we're, um, when we're doing, you know, something that creates movement, um, it improves our energy level, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, regular exercise and making it a routine, 
um, actually, um, yeah, you feel more energetic, you know, and then which allows you to, you know, focus better in school and, yeah. you know, reduces the stress. So yeah. it, it improves our energy level. Um, it creates healthy, strong bones. It makes sure, you know, our, our heart stays healthy. Um, and I mean, we haven't even, you know, dove into, you know, the mental health aspect yeah, of it I was as gonna well. Say, yeah. Know? Mood. I, I have one kid in particular who I think she told me when she was like six, mommy, I just feel so happy when I run. And I think she yeah. was actually experiencing that endorphin. I think I always get yeah. like the, the different, um, hormones and things mixed up. What happens when you, <laughs> the oxytocin, endorphins, cortisol, whatever it is, yeah. um, that little rush that people talk about like a runner's euphoria, but she was like five or six years old. And, um, she is definitely feels intense, big feelings and intense emotions. And there's a, absolutely a correlation, um, between that really strenuous physical exercise and almost like a mood stabilization. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it definitely hands down enhances our emotional well-being. And it also just kind of, like you said, it allows the kids to have a better outlook on life and it builds their confidence. Um, and you know, unfortunately we do have a lot of kids with anxiety and depression and things like that. And being active really increases their self-esteem. And like we said, cognitive skills as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had a couple of friends whose kids have been in PT or OT for various physical therapy or occupational therapy for various reasons and learning about the exercises and the almost like the academic learning of why, I, why? my first thought is always like, wait, all kids should be like, literally all people should have this understanding of like spatial awareness and like your body, like what it feels like. And there's so much good learning that like kinetic learning that happens that I would imagine all of that is operating together when it looks like a kid is just running around in the backyard or doing somersaults down the hall or hopping down the stairs on one foot, you know, yeah. but there's so much more that's happening. Absolutely. I can see in my, cause I have a couple of kids who aren't what you would call, um, naturally active, like where they're bouncing off the walls. Cause I know kids who you're like, Oh, it is time to go outside and run around or it is time yep. to go like, um, but I have a couple of kids who are more sedentary just in their natural state. And I can say that that does not mean they do not need to be active. It just means that they, um, I have had to find more creative ways to get them active. And usually it means, um, looking in the mirror first at the adults in the house, which is kind of where I wanted to go next. Yes which is, um, yes. I think there's a difference between this, this kind of like story we consume a lot in the media right now about like fitness for grownups is usually about losing weight. It's, or it's about looking a certain way, or maybe it's health focused, but a lot of times it's around weight loss and size, um, which I think can be particularly tricky for moms. Um, versus what I'm hearing you say is just the move your body type of active lifestyle. Um, so I'd love to hear what you think about what, what's the difference between being someone who quote unquote, like goes to the gym five days a week because you're supposed to versus just an active family and an active lifestyle, because maybe that's where we need to start with our kids. Exactly. That kind of like what we said before, like those bad words, you, you know what yeah, I mean? Right. Um, 
I want, I want everybody to just throw that vocabulary out. Right. You like know? weight loss, working yes, out, like hit the, hit the gym, hit the gym. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 60 minutes of hard, hard right. forward cardio, you know, throw that out the window. I mean, as a parent, like a lot of parents don't like those words. So why are we bringing those words into our house? Right. So we have to change the narrative. We have to change the narrative in our own homes of um, making movement fun again, mm-hmm. making movement fun again. And um, a lot of times when, you know, kids say, you know, they're at home and they're bored, it's okay for them to be bored, but get them outside right. and have them lead. And that's what we do a lot of times. Um, I'll just, I'll, I'll literally just drive uh, in Florida. We have a lot of parks and we have a lot mm-hmm. of uh, trails and things like that. And I'll just drive to a trail not really, you know, expecting anything and having them get out and literally say, okay, it's up to you guys. What are, <laughs> what are we doing? Where are we going? And having the that. kids lead because, you know, that kid imagination is, is so cool. It's mm-hmm. so cool. And we, and we lose it a lot, um, as parents and it's cool to kind of bring it back through, you know, through our kids, but having them lead and having them um, just enjoy movement is is so important. And then hopefully, as parents, we're following along uh, with them as well because we need to find that joy too. Right. 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 The way you're talking about movement and activity can really be done at any size. Yeah. Any um, ability level with modifications. Um, strap a baby to your back. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. like work through an injury or modify through an injury. Um, I think kind of taking that more holistic approach to movement is really, really healthy for moms who can be hard on themselves about like my body didn't, doesn't do what it used to do or it doesn't look how it used to look. Um, so I think that's, I think that's great. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. 
Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. All right, so Larissa, I'm picturing moms listening, being like, yep, I know this is important, yep. It's been a long winter. It's been a long two years of COVID. Like, I know we should be getting up and out the door more. I know my kids should be more active. But and then I think sometimes we get stuck making this happen um, by our own thinking patterns, just by time, by the pressures on working families. Um, What are some of the things you see with the families you work with through Active Kids 2.0? Like, what are some of the roadblocks you're seeing to embracing an active lifestyle? Like what are those stuck pain points for families? So a lot of parents say we don't have time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, you're going to make time for things that are important. Mm -hmm. And um, your health has has to be a number one priority. Um, So that time um, comes up a lot. And then we talk about, um, you know, time blocking and blocking off time, Mm -hmm. um, where it makes sense for you to Mm -hmm. get your activity in. And we also talk about, you know, the mindset that you have, um, around getting that workout in for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of like we were saying before, uh, modeling that, you know, behavior for your kids, if you're not getting that movement in yourself, then, you know, how can you, reach to your kids that it's right. important and to get getting that it in, in not just getting it in but getting it in in a way that you actually enjoy so that it isn't this exactly. like oh, mom's gonna go to the gym have again <laughs> yeah yeah that, that have to oh gosh I have to you right. know lift these weights today right. it's that I get to I'm right. able you know right. um and that it's not you don't even have to go to the gym I'm able to just go outside and take a walk and you know Take that time for myself. I mean, if you're able to do it, you know, without the kids, that's cool. Um, But do it with the kids too. I mean, that's, that's what I do. I I love, I love being active with my kids. Like that's uh, it. And they love it as well. So that's, that's one of the things, time and carving out time to do that. And it's that bonding time, that time where, you know, you don't get back. Our, Our kids, they, they grow up so fast. And it's time that you don't get back. So why not carve out that bonding time and doing something active uh, as well? Yeah. I'm curious. Do you also see families who want to want to get up and off the couch, want to get out there, want to turn off the screens, but then don't quite know what to do? And that this almost circles back to my comment about organized sports, which sometimes maybe have maybe don't. Um, complete the whole picture, but at least they provide a time and a place and a practice time and a game time. And like, here's what you wear and here's where you show (laughs) up. 
And, and, and for that, it's really, really good. But if, if we're talking about this more general move, our bodies get outside. Um, do you also find that families get stuck, like literally not knowing what to do? Oh, absolutely. All the time. And that is, is that kind of the <laughs> point of active kids? 2.0? Yeah. I mean, you are, you are sort of providing that. So, so let's talk about what are some easy activities or like games or ways that families can get active together. If you have some specific ideas, I would love to hear them. I know you share some on your Instagram and bonus points if there's some that are indoor options, because I know in early March, uh, it is not spring yet. I'm in California, you're in Florida, but not everybody is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, there you go. That's the point of Active Kids 2.0 is getting your kids off the couch and uh, providing something that's curated, you know, just for them. And uh, to be honest, you don't even have to do it with them. I mean, if you need to go, you know, do the dishes, do the laundry, it's literally put there for them to uh, enjoy. And um, yeah, you don't have to do anything. But um, we also um, give activities uh, when you are, you know, trying to think of ways to get your kids active, especially in the colder months, if you're uh, somewhere, you know, that you can't go outside. Um, And yeah, we provide those on our Instagram as well. I've been doing some uh, things like that. But for one example, um, we do something called uh, Fit Fun Jenga. Okay. And it's really cool. And a lot of my friends have uh, those huge Jenga blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only have the small ones, but they have the huge ones. And the huge ones are, you know, fun for being outside and things like that. But whatever you have, uh, we literally write different things on the Jenga pieces. And okay. once you pull it out, you read what the Jenga what the Jenga piece says, and you have to do whatever it says for 30 seconds. So usually it's like, sometimes we'll have a theme where it's, you know, exercises and we throw in like, um, singing songs in there and Mm -hmm. we throw in yoga moves in there, uh, just depending on how the kids are feeling that day or whatever. Um, but as soon as they pull it out, they have to do that for 30 seconds, sing, dance, whatever you come up Mm -hmm. with. And then uh, it just keeps going around um, until it topples over. And then whoever topples it over, they have to do all of the exercises that were already done for 10 seconds. So it's usually really fun. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that would end in um, a lot of laughter. Oh, my God. Tears. Some some games end in tears in my house. But sometimes, yeah, (laughs) no, it's, it's a good time. What else? Do you have any other um, like all family activity games like that? All right. So another indoor activity that you can do, and we just did this the other day and it's really fun. And all you need is a thing of tape. Okay. And it's one of those DIY like laser maze things. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I can picture like where there's like a, like a string almost like zigzagging across the room. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So we have in our house, everybody has, hopefully everybody has like a hallway in their mm-hmm. house. So upstairs we have like, it's not that long, but it's a, it's a little hallway and we have tape and I just make, usually I do it or my older, uh, my eldest kid, he does it. And we do like a, like a spy, like, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a, an escape kind of room, yeah. like, a, you know, um, and then we just tape it from wall to wall and we make kind of like a maze and they have to go through the maze without, you know, touching the tape. If they, you know, you can make something up if right. they touch the tape um, an alarm goes off kind of thing. 
but you know, it's moving their body and it's stretching their body and, you know, flexing their body in different shapes. And it's so fun. Like the kids usually, you know, fall into the tape and destroy the whole thing, but we do it over, you know, we do it over and over and they can create different kinds of obstacles with it. So, you know, we like to do things with uh, things that you can find around the house. I mean, you know, you can go out and buy a whole bunch of stuff, but you have a whole bunch of stuff in your, in your house. I mean, you have plastic cups and you can get a foam ball and do bowling, you know, down that same hall. So, you know, those things are always, always fun. I love that. That also would be really fun for slightly older kids to create a challenge for parents. I feel like there's an age at which kids really like to make things hard on their, like they get a big kick out of uh, setting up an obstacle course for mom and dad, or, you know, like seeing if they can, you know, I don't know, trick the grownups or outsmart the grownups. This is more on the outside stuff, but early in the pandemic, we bought like an obstacle course. Mm, Actually, it wasn't even an obstacle course. It was like a bunch of cones and rings and multi-purpose stuff like that for setting up any kind of outdoor challenge. And it was all multi-purpose. There were some small rings, big rings, cones, a couple jump ropes, a couple bean bags. But the great part about it is it wasn't any one game. It was just a multi-purpose set. I just found it online. And the kids, you could use that indoors or outdoors. And they made up so many different, I don't know, challenges, games. Um, They'd set up like yeah, obstacle obstacle course doesn't even cover it all, but kids can get really creative with things that are open ended. Um, and I've always believed that when it comes to any kind of play, but with physical play, I think a few simple uh, tools like that can go a long way too. It's like great, Absolutely. like run to the orange cone and do ten jumping jacks and <laughs> yeah, all of that. Yep. So I love that. I love that. Okay, well we've alluded to Active Kids 2.0, but I don't think we really like dug into exactly what it is. So, um, why don't you tell everybody about that and like how like if I were a parent to come to you and say, "Larissa, I need help getting my kids active." Like what what's the program like? What are people getting from Active Kids 2.0? Sure. Um so we like to call it an active experience. It's a whole experience that you get. So for us, we have over 12 different categories of classes for one. So we have karate, boxing, um, dance, which is hip hop, ballet, jazz. We have sports in there now, of course, volleyball, basketball, soccer, uh, yoga. Um, So we have all of those classes that um, your kids can just try. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And we talked about before of um, not having your kids try one thing and just sticking to the one thing, you know, especially at a young age, we, you mm-hmm. want them to try everything. And then, you know, and then maybe, you know, uh, a little bit passes and, they, and they're really, really enjoying boxing or karate mm-hmm. or whatever they're enjoying and they can stick to it. But Active Kids, it provides all of those classes um, and then they can try whatever they want. Um, and then uh, just have fun with it. Uh, all of our classes are between um, 25 to 30 minutes. Okay. Are they pre-recorded? Like you watch them whenever, or is it a live thing that people are joining online? Yeah. So all of them are pre-recorded. We did try the live, but since everybody's schedules are a little crazy, um, they're all pre-recorded. So you can watch them whenever you want. They're all on demand. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
And what are the ages that your that your classes are best for? So they're best for ages three um, all the way up to 18. Our three-year-olds, it's super, super cute. We have a, a toddler time and we talk about, you know, numbers and colors and animals and shapes and all of that, all of those types of things. But of course, we make it fun and um, active and they're, and they're moving, learning about those things. I love it. Well, Larissa, this has been great. Tell everybody uh, where to find Active Kids 2.0. What's the easiest way to find out more? Um, and check out what you've got going on. Sure. We, our website is www.activekids, the number two.com. We are also on Facebook and Instagram at Active Kids 2.0. Well, thanks so much for joining us today and happy spring to you and your family. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Well, thanks again for listening, everybody. And before we wrap, I want to remind you to check out our sponsor, Kidsole, and their line of cutting-edge insoles, heel cups, and therapy socks that can keep kids' feet comfy and functional. Kidsole is offering our listeners a very generous 40% discount. You're going to go to kidsole.com, that's K-I-D-S-O-L-E.com slash the mom hour, and use code MOMHOUR22 to get that 40% off. Have a great weekend, everybody. Megan and I will be back with you on Tuesday. We're going to be talking about travel and specifically what it's like when you're not traveling this spring. So if you've been having a little bit of vacation FOMO or if you have ever experienced some travel FOMO, we are going to be reframing that uh, this week as we start to look at spring break and looking ahead to summer. Um, So that's going to be a great conversation out Tuesday. Megan and I will talk to you then. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi everyone, Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button, and then scroll all the way to the bottom, and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.